can begin live streaming the meeting online. I will advise when the 30 seconds begins. 30 seconds has begun. Good evening and welcome to the December 6, 2022 Disability Advisory Commission meeting. This meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Boyd? Present. Commissioner, my apologies. Com Commissioner Tuzon Boyd? Uh, Commissioner Lim? Here. Uh, Commissioner Mercer? Present. Commissioner Kramer is absent. Commissioner Chand? Present. Commissioner Crispin? Here. Vice Chair Crowley is absent. And Chair McMillan? Present. Thank you. We have quorum. Thank you. Um, if there are members of the public in chambers who wish to speak, they'd fill out a slip and post it prior to the, um, the, the discussion being uh, had. Uh, once the first speaker has started speaking on that agenda item, no more slips will be um, taken. So please, if you want to, members of the public, if you wish to speak, please go fill out your slips. Now I would recommend it. Once you're called, you'll have two minutes to speak and um, you'll be timed. We'll now proceed with today's agenda. Please rise for the opening acknowledgement in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the people of this land, the Nisi Nam people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, the Papuan Wintun peoples, and the people of the Walton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's histories, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Our first um, business today is the consent calendar. Consent calendar usually consists of the minutes and the follow-up log. The follow-up log is pulled off the consent calendar for as a discussion item today. Um, but are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the minutes of the last meeting? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips on this item. Okay. Is there any um, members of the commission who want to speak on minutes of the last meeting? If not, I will entertain a motion to approve the draft minutes as posted on the website. I move to approve the minutes. Can I get a second? Okay. 
clerk, could you take a vote? Thank you, Chair. I have a motion by Commissioner Tuzon Boyd and a second by Commissioner Lim. I'll now take the roll call vote. Commissioner Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Commissioner Lim? Aye. Commissioner Mercer? Aye. Commissioner Kramer? Is absent. Commissioner Chand? Aye. Commissioner Crespin? Aye. Commissioner, or Vice Chair Crowley is absent. And Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Um, we're going to move on to the rest of the agenda. Um, changing something up this month, I've been told I'm allowed to. Um, last month, um, it was suggested that members of the public who wanted to speak on items that are not on the agenda be given that opportunity at the start of the meeting rather than wait for the whole meeting to sit around and wait. So if there are any members of the public who wish to speak on items not on the agenda, now would be the time. Chair, I received no speaker slips uh, prior to the start of the meeting. All right. Thank you. We will move on. Um, The first agenda item is a discussion on the follow-up log. Uh, Mr. Gotham, do you have a presentation or a discussion to be led here? Yes, I'd like to lead a discussion, just give a report out to the commission uh, regarding the follow-up log. And so I listed in the um, report the Disability Advisory Commission log. Uh, talks about the items that are in your work plan from the annual report and what the schedule, what the item is, how it relates to your, your duties and your charter and when it's currently scheduled. So for example, um, the first line of the follow-up blog project reviews is ongoing. So as I went over last month the types of projects we do in engineering services and the queue of projects that have not come to the commission yet. Um, there is an attachment on the second page, I believe, in, your, in this report, and it shows just a running list. It has a list of projects and um, when they could potentially well, it's just that these are these are the projects that we plan to bring to the commission at some point. So um, I would encourage you as part of every commission meeting and um, we're gonna have a presentation here later uh, to really do your homework on these projects when they show up on your agenda, to read the reports, to um, kind of be, be prepared to ask um, you know, pertinent relative questions or give insights uh, to staff as they bring them forward. So I will be making edits to this list as new projects come online, but um, I think it might be helpful to the commission just to know kind of what's in the bucket of what um, may be coming in the future. If there's things you're particularly interested about, you could ask me about those projects. Um, um, but my goal is to bring them to the commission when they're at a level of design 
where it um, your input could be most beneficial is kind of the goal there. And so um, project reviews, that's the first line. Then there's the prospective plan, which is the annual report that comes to the commission to identify um, projects that will provide accessible improvements in the right-of-way. There's the age-friendly action plan, which um, staff has reached out to me and asked that that be continued to the February meeting. Um, the, their, their action plan is still under internal, in, internal city reviews, but um, so I will be making that edit. And then, um, and then I wanna give to you a report out this third one, endeavors to include people with disabilities in hiring practices. Um, I had a meeting with the various department heads uh, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and um, I got a tentative schedule for um, these items coming before the commission. So the, um, I met with um, Amy Burns with the um, equity action plan, and she indicated that that would be uh, ready to come before the commission in the fall. And so she also is very interested, um, you know, the city posts jobs on governmentjobs.com, but in your networks, she, she asked me to relay the message, if there are other job boards that the city should be um, looking at with, with their hiring practices to definitely pass those along, I'm sure that'll be part of her presentation um, and she mentioned October of next year. And also there'll be a representative from the HR department uh, will we'll join her in that presentation. So um, that is the endeavors to include people with disabilities in hiring. Uh, law enforcement policies, I think I mentioned last time that uh, the police chief put me in contact with, I don't have his name on, uh, give me. Anyway, they are planning to come in February, and I mentioned the Find Me Home program, uh, which I think Commissioner Tucson Boyd brought up. And so I just asked them in general, just their policies regarding working with a community and persons with disabilities. And so they agreed to come in February uh, physical access to council chambers. I met with James uh, Christ Christ Christensen, and he has been working on the accessible doors, um, which has, has come up here, I think, with council chambers and city council in general. So he is planning to bring a report back on that in the spring. And um, on the recognitions and the um, Tim Haley Awards, I think uh, Chair McMillan uh, wanted to um, cover that. That comments. All right. So my approach with the log will be to um, pull from those projects on that second page, and then also targeting what's in the work plan. And then if there's items that the commission wants to add as items of interest, I think I'm going to ask that the commission take a vote on that, and that it be reasonable for staff. So um, there, there is going to need to be you know, is, is it within the city's jurisdiction? Is, is it a reasonable um, for staff to be able to follow up on that? And then is it, is it in fact the, um, 
uh, consent of the whole commission that, that this be something added to the follow-up log. So that's my, that's my discussion on the follow-up log. Okay, well, um, thank you. Um, having a lack of a follow-up log, this is good. Um, I would like to open it up for any questions or comments from um, fellow commissioners on what you've seen today. Um, Commissioner Mercy. Thank you very much. Um, I like this log. Um, I do also like the second page where it lists um, the um, projects that are coming up. I noticed you mentioned a couple things that are not over in uh, capital improvement projects. Right. Um, and it, it would be nice because those are the ones that I'm most concerned about are kind of slipping through the cracks. It sounds like from hearing from the people who've been on this commission for a while that the capital improvement projects, we've got a pretty good pipeline of getting those here. Maybe it's not perfect, um, but it's those other things like um, you were talking about somebody from the police department coming out um, and stuff like that, just, just so we kind of have, see, we know it may not, it's planned in February, may not happen in February, but we know that it's out there um, to okay. come up. And um, thank you very much for the work on this. Commissioner Chris Bain. Thank you, Chair, and just want to say thank you for that readout. Um, it sounds like that's something that you might plan on doing on a monthly basis, so we're checking status. Is that is that a correct understanding? Awesome. Thank yeah. you very so much. So there'll be a returning really standing item, probably on the consent calendar, but then um, as issues you know come up, they can be added. Right? Okay. That's wonderful. Thank you. There's no other questions. I, um, this is usually part of the consent calendar, and we pulled it off for discussion. Now that we've discussed it, should we be putting in a motion to approve this? Uh, yes, Chair. Uh, this uh, this item does call for a motion. And before we take that motion, uh, we received no uh, speaker slips for comment on this. Okay. Thank you. Um, could I get someone to move? Commissioner Mercer, move to approve. I have a second. I can second. Second. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Clerk. Could you take a vote on this motion, please? Thank you, Chair. I have a motion by Commissioner Mercer and a second by Commissioner Chand. Uh, if Commissioners could please unmute their microphones. I'll now take the roll call vote. I believe the second was from Lim. <laughs> I couldn't quite tell who hit it first. Okay. I can extend it to her. Okay. Excellent. So we've confirmed uh, Commissioner Chan seconded the motion. Uh, I'll now take the roll call vote. Uh, Commissioner Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Commissioner Lim? Aye. Commissioner Mercer? Aye. Commissioner Kramer is absent. Commissioner Chand? Aye. Commissioner Crespin? Aye. Vice Chair Crowley is absent. And Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse, and thank you, everyone. Uh, moving on to the next agenda item, the R Street and 29th, 30th Street Crossings Project. We have a staff presentation. All right.
Okay, good evening, Chair and Commissioners. My name is Luke Fusen. I'm an Associate Civil Engineer with the Department of Public Works. Today I'm pleased to present to you the R Street and 29th Street Crossings Project. This is a project that um, the, the city and the community members have wanted for quite some time. Um, happy to report the project is now funded. We have grant funding and a few other funding sources um, that I'll get to in, in my presentation today. But we're currently in the preliminary design and enviro environmental clearance phase of this project. Um, and we'll, we'll, from there, we'll move into final design and then into construction. Um, so the project is located along R Street um, near the Capital City Freeway, primarily at the intersections of 29th Street and 30th Street. The project is needed because the 29th Street light rail station sits directly beneath the Capital City Freeway. The two intersections shown in the screen are currently not signalized. They're one-way streets with stop signs and no types of warning devices um, for users, users that need to cross the streets. Um, this project is going to construct audible pedestrian signals, modern city standard signals at both of these intersections to make, make an improvement for users that want to access, go to and from the light rail station, as well, well as cross under Capitol Free, City Freeway and use the nearby amenities. Um, this is one of the city's most requested ADA improvements. And it, it, like I mentioned, it's been around for quite some time. Um, I've been working on this project for about a year. I, I put a couple of a, couple quotes um, from members of the community, and I have one from Paratransit here, that show just how um, important and desired this project has been. I could have filled up my whole presentation with quotes like this. Um, it's, we realize the need for this project and the community has, wanted, really, has really wanted this project. The, the picture on the left is the R Street and 30th Street um, unsignalized intersection looking south. This is the existing configuration. We can see a car stopped at the, at the stop sign um, with the light rail gates there, um, but we, don't, we, we see there's no traffic signal. And the crosswalk there has been worn thin and really, it really needs upgrades. Um, to have make, make for a safe and comfortable, comfortable intersection. I think this graphic really demonstrates the benefit that this project um, will bring to the area. The highlighted yellow um, area in the center near the Capital City Freeway, that's where the 29th Street Light Rail Station is and the two adjacent intersections. We also have bus stops along 29th Street and 30th Street. The green dots represent areas where sidewalk currently exists You'll notice there are no sidewalks on the light rail station side of 29th Street and 30th Street. This really creates a barrier for users going to and from the light rail station, bus stops, and other areas um, in making these two intersections critical um, for crossing the street. The nearby amenities in this area include the Sacramento Department of Human Assistance and the nearby River City Food Bank. Um, these two uses, um, you can imagine, could have a high proportion of their users using transit. Um, this project will directly benefit those users. Other uh, commercial uses in the area include the Sacramento Natural Foods Co-op, and we know that their management has heard complaints from their patrons about the need for signals at these intersections. We also have Caltrans, as well as Mercy Medical Group, where people go to and from their doctor's appointments. So I mentioned the unsignalized intersections. 
and that 29th Street and 30th Street must be crossed to access the light rail station. Um, the proximity to the capital city freeway uh, presents a challenge um, visually for visual, visually impaired people and, and others. Um, there's a lot of noise. When you're out there, I've been out there five or ten times when I'm working on this project so far, it's, it's really, it's, it's fairly loud with the overhead freeway traffic as well as the high volume of traffic on 29th and 30th Street. So this project will directly um, benefit the users that need to currently use hearing, their sense of hearing for, for safety purposes. Uh, I took this picture that's on, on, the, on the right here. Um, one time when I was out there with when the buses were uh, loading and unloading along along the streets, and this is this is a daily occurrence. I think I've, you know every time a bus unloads unloads passengers, we see this situation. We notice a gentleman in a wheelchair crossing a street that does not have a signal, and his his needs are not currently being met. And this project will di directly benefit these users. Um, there's pave, the pavement is failed out there as well, so that's part of this project. We're going to bring the pavement up to a good state of repair. So here's the project. The 29th Street Light Rail Station sits directly underneath the Capital City Freeway, as I mentioned. Um, we see the two traffic signal symbols that will, those, that will um, so the two intersections will be equipped with modern city standard audible pedestrian signals. And I'll talk a little bit about audible pedestrian signals later on in my presentation. But both, sig both intersections will be signalized. Uh, the, the light rail gates will be replaced and set back, improving the line of sight out there and increasing safety. There'll be bull belts constructed at all, at all corners of each intersection. This decreases the crossing distance that folks um, use to cross the street. So the combination of the, the city standard audible pedestrian signals, the new light rail gates, and the bull belts all contribute to, to um, what are going to be comfortable, safe, accessible intersections. Another benefit that the project has um, is on 29th Street and R Street in the southwest quadrant, and we can see that the, there's an existing bus shelter there. It's where the, the SAC-RT um, and bus symbols are. There's a shelter there, and we're going to widen that sidewalk. We have a couple, a couple of benefits. The buses coming southbound on 29th Street will now stop in line um, and then you know, pick up and drop off passengers and then continue on, making for a more efficient bus stop operation. And the sidewalk will be widened, um, which will uh, create additional space for the sidewalk users. There are existing mature trees out there that will remain, and the landscape will be refreshed, make it look new with you know, bark and things like that, but all the trees will remain. And as I mentioned, the pavement out there is, is failed. So we were able to, as part of this project, as well as making this accessibility improvements at the intersection, we're also going to bring the pavement into a good state of repair. It's really been um, worn down, and it's failing. There's a high volume of bus traffic out here on both streets which has contributed to the pavement failure, so that's going to be fixed while we're at it, and the pavement striping and markings will all be replaced. So audible pedestrian signals, and you may have seen these around town, are the push-button types that are on the screen, and the, really the way that, that they work is that the, the, the pedestrian phase can be actuated with a hand wave, so a button does not need to be pressed. And it has the benefit of giving you the, the audible walk signal, as well as it can, it can also give you directions. Walk, R Street, you know. It'll give you the, the, uh, audible, um, the audible walk interval. Um, it has the eye, eye detect touchless actuation, as I mentioned. And um, it also has vibro-tactile information for users that 
need their sense of, so basically if the user holds a thumb onto the arrow, when that pedestrian phase is actuated, it'll vibrate and that, and that user will be able to tell when it's safe to cross. This project is a uh, partnership between the city and Sacramento Region Regional Transit. Um, we're, working to, we're working very closely to, together on this project and it's been a great team effort. Um, the project, uh, things we're working on with RT include signal timing, uh, light rail train preemption, and the calculations that go into making sure both of, both of the systems, the, light, the transit system as well as the traffic signal system are talking to each other and they're interconnected and the, the timing of everything is gonna be coordinated between the two agencies to make for an efficient, efficient traffic signals as well as light crossing, crossing gates. Everything will be interconnected and will be connected back to the city traffic operations center upstairs so we'll be able to monitor um, these intersections in real time. And I did mention the bus stops as well, so we're working with both the, the SAC RT light rail as well as the bus division to make sure the bus stops are also um, in a good state of repair and functioning properly. So the project schedule and budget, um, as mentioned at the top, uh, we received a, a SACOG grant award, which is really, really the catalyst for this project and where we are today. Um, with that, we are able to secure local road maintenance and rehabilitation funds, and those funds will be able, will supplement the grant to bring the pavement up to a good state of repair. So the combination of those two, as well as other local funding sources and the Sacramento RT partnership funds, because we are working together, so there are, there are, there are some cost sharing between the two agencies on that, make up the funding for this project. Uh, we plan to award the construction contract award, we're about to, award the uh, construction contract at City Council later in late 2024, begin construction in 2025 and end construction in 2025 as well for a cost of about around $4.6 million. And with that, I will take any questions you may have. Uh, is there any members of the public who wish to comment on this presentation? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips on this item. Any commissioners um, would like to question or comment? That's a no. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for the presentation. Thanks for spending some time with us. Always excited to hear how uh, we're making public access better for our fellow citizens. So thank you very much. For thank you here. for your time. Okay. Moving on to the next agenda, that's a file and receive, no information about it. Um, next agenda item is the uh, Disability Advisory Commission report to, to City Council. Um, been working on this for some time. Um, a number of us, a number of you have provided edits. Um, hopefully you've had a chance to read the edits that uh, Jesse sent out, our goal is to either um, tonight to um, get a motion to, to accept this final, this draft copy into final format. Um, our goal is also, we, uh, our intent is to present this in person to the PPE committee once it's done. Um, there's no promise of the next PPE meeting is January the 9th. Um, I don't know that we could get on that agenda, 
but either we get this approved tonight or we make a motion to put it out another month with review. So that's the goal that I'm hoping we get. We're going to get to one of those two tonight. So, um, Jesse, you, you want to present what you have? Yeah. So a commission reviewed the annual report in November, and there was a number of comments. And so um, I believe since the agenda was posted, there were some amendments that were received from uh, Commissioner Tucson Boyd, Commissioner Mercer, and Commissioner Crespin. And so um, I aggregated those comments into one Word document and um, I believe I can pull that open. And so it would be the Word document that had um, Tucson Boyd, Mercer, and Crispin's uh, initials on it. We'll have that up momentarily. Okay. And so um, I really commend the commissioners that took the time to go through and really look over two years' worth of work and um, to uh, capture that uh, in, in your voice. Uh, this is your opportunity to um, express your recommendations to the council. And so, uh, you know, stepping in as staff on this and, you know, I did you know, maybe not the greatest job of capturing what happened over the last two years, but uh, there's nothing like having um, been in the meetings and been part of the meetings or have been past chair really give a good good perspective on it so I um, thought there was a lot of good edits in there so uh, let's see we can go um, to that word document it says Commission edits Boyd Mercer and open that document should be able to oh. uh, access that from the mouse there okay. and then I believe you should be able to scroll with the uh, the clicker on the uh, podium there Okay, so, so Chair, just interrupt me if you want to um, kind of go through this a different way, but I guess we'll just walk through the edits. Do you want to? That would probably be, that would probably be good, yeah. Sure, Because the edits are in certain parts of the document, right? I don't Right, so I'll defer to you guys. Okay, I think if we take um, Commissioner Tucson Boyd's edits and she can step through those and then I'll follow with the clicker. Who have submitted suggestions? Okay. Yes. Um, so on the first slide, here are the members of the uh, Disabilities Advisory Commission. I felt that since we were encapsulating the work of two years of the DAC, that the list of commissioners should include all of those individuals who served as volunteers on this commission during those years. 
Um, and so there are some additional names on there that um, are folks that some of our current commissioners never had the opportunity to work with. And that includes Al Hernandez-Santana, Parshan Kosravi, George Perry, Tiffany Fink, and Sophia Neal. Um, so that's on the cover. Uh, and um, staff had included on uh, page five topics that had come before the DAC for um, review and comment. Um, some of those topics were generated by commissioners themselves. Um, and I felt since the, there was um, the bullets, items bulleted, reflected most of what we saw in 2022 and 2023, that all, <clears throat> all items that we discussed and reviewed that were agendized should be reflected on the report. And so what you will see, um, the highlighted are, um, are items that I either added and or put an asterisk. And the asterisk is meant to indicate those items that were requested by the DAC. And I believe that that should be also noted in the report, um, the proactive nature of the work of the DAC to um, bring some of these items to discussion. So we had had, for example, <clears throat> concerns around meeting accessibility, and so we invited the Department of Rehabilitation to make a report and they came and then that's, that's one of the highlighted items. We had mentioned, for example, in 2022, awarding the Tim Haley Awards, but it wasn't listed under 2023. Um, the language access policy gap analysis, survey results, that was um, a request from our group. There are a couple of other things that were missed, like the I Street Bridge and stuff like that. Um, probably the most, and there was one that we didn't, we didn't have a general policy updates agenda item, and so I am recommending that that be uh, stricken from the list, and so it's highlighted and also is, um, has strike through. <clears throat> probably my most um, robust <laughs> comments. Um, and I believe the other commissioners had comments around our recommendations around these areas as well. Our recommendations to city council um, on pages on page six and seven. So we have talked about some of these um, recommendations here. Um, we had a, a mention of the of the ADA coordinator position. Um, and I believe the language previously was create an ADA position, and my uh, suggested it is to reinstate the citywide ADA coordinator position in the next budget cycle. I used some language from the ADA job description that previously existed, and I, and I propose that that be attached with our report. And that verbiage is that this position would be responsible for enhancing ADA programs citywide, working with internal and external stakeholders, coordinating ADA activities, and providing leadership relative to the city's commitment to a strong and effective ADA program. The ADA coordinator would serve as the city's spokesperson on ADA issues, staff the city's disability advisory commission, and recommend policy and programs to the city council and city manager. 
So um, currently, and we've been told otherwise here um, at the commission, currently there is no position on the city's salary schedule and classification listing that has the title ADA coordinator. And so I um, suggest that that also be an attachment to our report. Um, then the next item is just some edits to a recommendation previously around ADA accessibility. There was a comment, I think the way it was worded last time was to be able to make public comment by phone. Um, my recommended edits are to ensure all public meetings are ADA accessible. This includes ADA compliant agendas available in print and online, closed captioning for all meetings which are live streamed, automated entrances to council chambers, integrated seating in council chambers, <clears throat> disability awareness and etiquette, etiquette training for clerks who staff public meetings, and an ADA compliant virtual option for individuals with mobility challenges and are, who are transportation challenged as a result of their disabilities for all public meetings um, by the first quarter of 2024. I believe that's an edit from somebody else. The city council um, earlier this year uh, required mandatory diversity, equity, and inclusion training uh, for elected officials, city staff, and appointed officers. And so um, my uh, recommendation is to update the city's mandatory diversity, equity, inclusion, and, rec and belonging training for city elected officials, council staff, and appointed officers to also include disability awareness and etiquette, ableist and person-first language, and self-description training for inclusive meetings. Um, and then I would like to attach those, um, the resolution that requires this training for those city leaders, as well as uh, resource information about these recommended trainings. The city also has a um, next recommendation update, uh, um, a race and gender equity plan for 2020 to 2025. And so um, I am suggesting that the commission recommend um, an update to the city's race and gender equity plan 2020-25 and future plans address addressing diversity, equity, and inclusion to include individuals with observable and non-observable disabilities. And I'd like to attach that um, RGEAP overview, which does not make any reference to individuals with disabilities at all, as it currently is written. Um, I am also recommending that the, that, um, the Disabilities Advisory Committee be invited to present to the council's racial equity committee regarding the intersectionality of disability with race and gender and diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Um, a revision to the item around golden one is to establish a reasonable, key being reasonable, ADA drop-off and pickup location for the golden one center with appropriate wayfinding and assign resources to monitor and enforce this location. Um, 
the current location forces individuals into the street to access the downtown commons plaza. The signage is lacking and enforcement is sporadic. And then I think the recommendation to go on to include an immediate temporary solution is needed while the city works on a new traffic management plan. And I believe that is all of uh, is all of mine. I did have a question around the number of meetings being reflective of how many meetings we actually had because I think it only showed one year's worth of meetings um, and should be updated to show two years and therefore the length of those meetings, the times uh, might also need to be updated. One last um, item was on page eight under providing um, recommendations on accessibility improvements within capital improvements. Um, I also had a recommendation to include to public facilities. So that would include some of those big projects that did not come before us, such as the um, theater, memorial auditorium, and the convention center that should have. Thank you. Thanks. Um, Commissioner Mercer, you had the next comment on here that seems to be related to the, um, the online meeting um, discussion we've, we've had since um, that went away a month or so ago. So um, I get that. And Commissioner Crespin has suggested by the first quarter of 2024, of course, our the advice is going to be immediately reinstate that. And Commissioner Crespin, you had a, a couple of other comments. Would you like to share those with us? Yes, thank you, Chair. Um, my pronouns are she and her, and I am a woman in my early 50s. My hair is brown, it is beyond my shoulders, pulled back in a ponytail with, I'm wearing a black jacket and a red scarf. Um, I, um, there's some overlap in some of the recommendations. Uh, obviously, we've got to get virtual access. Uh, everybody's already commented on that. Um, I was trying to do some time bounding to that because we don't have a target. Wanted to put one out there, but as our chair said, as soon as possible is what we're looking for. I think the only thing that hasn't already been said that I would like to recommend, and that is, um, as a new commissioner, a lot of what's already been done isn't familiar to me, so I didn't have a lot to add. But reviewing the powers and duties together, as we did previously, I noticed that we don't see a lot of um, matters that spread throughout all five of those areas. So my recommendation was that, uh, perhaps this is for the follow-up log, I don't know, but how can we how can we start to hear matters in all the areas? So my recommendation was the commission request that an additional, oh, that, sorry, he's the one right above that. The commission requests that it review at least one matter in each of the powers and duties on an annual basis. And my hope behind this is that a process is set forth amongst the city and the staff to start this discussion and 
have a goal. You know, if there's there's probably at least one matter in each of these areas. So how can we informally leverage bringing more and varied um, matters in front of the commission? So that was the spirit behind that. Um, otherwise, I think everything else that I had had to offer has already been addressed. Thank you. Okay. Well, now that you've everybody's heard um, these these. Um, suggested changes um, like I'd like to open up for discussion anybody who needs clarity or or on that um, I did have a couple of clarifying questions on some of the um, attachments provided by Commissioner Tuzon Boyd I I did not know exactly what you were showing there so I th so I think if we present them a description of some of it was obvious but, but some of it was not. Okay, these cars are parked here. I can see there's a, a sign there that they shows they shouldn't be, but you had a couple that I think we just need to be clarifying for, and I can't remember which one it was. Right, so um, with my recommendations, I attached a lot of documentation, including correspondence between our commission and um, the city city clerk's office around accessibility, and so I believe that those documents should be attached, um, some of those other ones that I referenced. But I also wanted to include images of what goes on at the golden, the current Golden One drop-off. And so I do know some of them are taken at night, so it is harder to tell. But if we're able to open, I guess, just the images, and I can explain, and then perhaps, you know, we pick one or two that's representative of the situation. I also made a PDF with a link to the video that um, Commissioner Mercer shot with her husband, Terry, about uh, navigating that, and I think that should also be included in our report and part of our presentation to the PP&E and, and to Council. So if I might, um, I think the document, I, I hope everybody's had a chance to look at these attachments. They were made available, I believe. Um, the memos are pretty straightforward to me, and the comments are pretty straightforward. Um, video, we all saw the video a month or s a month ago. I think that was appropriate, but just. Um, okay, so for example, this one shows, first of all, none of those cars are supposed to be parked there. It's a no parking zone during, um, and it's posted no parking during the time that these photos were taken. So not only are they parked in the ADA drop-off and pick-up zone, you'll see like the, par the car that's right there in front of the camera um, is parked in, in the area where somebody using a wheelchair is expected to unload and traverse along the sidewalk. There's some, they need to have that as an open lane because they're going to have to, they're going to have to get down from the sidewalk and into the street to avoid the stairs and then go back up. Right, so I mean the car, sh A, shouldn't be there. B, that it's there means that should somebody be able to drop off there, they cannot use that area that's hatched. Um, you wanna open another one? So, so my, my comment on that is that we're gonna present this as, as an attachment to our report that's gonna be read by these people. And what do these people see there? So, you know, what you just described is what they should see, I don't know that they will see that. So I think a, a notation on what oh. these exhibits are. 
Well, but also I would say we should be presenting this to council and showing it to them live as well. I mean, we can put a caption if that's what you're asking. Well, I'm happy to do that, but. Yeah, so um, that's a good point. I, what I don't know um, is how long we're going to have to do the presentation at the PPE. If we're, if we're given five minutes, we've got to hit our bullet points and give them uh, The report. Active Transportation Commission didn't have five minutes to present their report, yeah. and I don't think there should be a time limit. We, what was told to us by the clerk when the ordinance was changed and procedures were changed, this is, if you'll recall, in lieu of a memo, this is meant to be our one time a year that we can openly communicate with members of the city council what we do, what we're working on, what our recommendations and, and issues of concern are. So unless the, the intent of this annual report has changed to not be that, I would, my expectation as a commissioner is that it's a full presentation just like any other pre presentation that's made regarding a report. You would highlight, right? We don't need to go through each individual project. I think the um, important items in this report to the members of this commission are the recommendations, and then this is attached to one of those recommendations. Yeah, okay, so, so if that's the case and we can do this, you don't need to do it here for me. Right, and so. this is the same thing. Okay. So this, this is a daylight picture, so it's a little bit better. That sign says that car should not be parked there. Not only is it parked there, but it's, as you can see, parked over the hashes, yeah. which is where you're, if you are in a wheelchair or a scooter or using a walker, because you cannot get to the plaza from the sidewalk. You have to get there walking in the street. And rather than walk in the middle of the street, the city has updated the markings removed a pole and updated the markings to you know facilitate that but it doesn't work if somebody's parked there um there yeah and there are others it just i mean like this one just shows one car you know i went one night and the hotel across the street the valet was using those spaces to stage vehicles until they could park them so you know it's I mean, it's half of one, right? Like, this one's better because you can see it clearly, but it's also not representative of what it really is like at, at night when all of those spots are full with people that shouldn't be parking there. I would say that, well, I agree. Unmute. Sorry. Unmute so you can be heard. Well, I agree that we need to have a full presentation. I think we should make sure that the document can live on. <laughs> um, should somebody need to go over and reference it and would uh, suggest that, we start with this and say, point out, give, give the detail about it. it's in the crosshatch area. That's an accessibility point that is necessary for anybody doing drop off. And then yeah. on the next one and say, and not on game nights, it, the yeah. entire side is filled. That makes more sense. Um, and, and, you know, just uh, maybe do like a, uh, a tr uh, like a transparent, uh, slight, an opaque background. Um, captioning over on this one up over where the trees are and it's not affecting the view of it and then something below that but I do agree with you that we need to be giving a full report over uh, but it's better if stuff is is uh, documented um, so that if somebody is looking at it later outside of the context of the meeting they can go over and see what's would going like, on would you like us like me to 
Well, I basically said what that describes. Do you want that in writing so that it can be incorporated in the report? I'm kind of curious. Do the um, at the PPE uh, do they can can they do a PowerPoint presentation? Uh, Jacob Redberg, Office of the City Clerk. Yes. Okay. So uh, would they could they maybe motion have one of the commissioner staff prepare the presentation, or is that something I would do? Um, I think that's at the discretion of the uh, commission. Um, okay. They could have you prepare it, or if um, a member wanted to prepare that um, uh, that presentation, that would yeah be up to the commission. Okay. Can I just ask as a point of clarity, if we're going over and dealing with the addendums, is that going to prevent us from going over and moving forward with this? Because we need to have all the language properly properly lined up. Um, or will we be able to proceed as you wanted to this evening? Yeah. Is that something to think about but as well? I would, I would hope you could approve the report as amended, maybe specify which attachments you want included, or defer that to the PowerPoint presentation that would accompany the report. I don't want things getting slowed down either, and I think you don't either. Would yeah. that be sufficient and from your perspective in terms of um, do we need, like if we have a PowerPoint, does a PowerPoint need to be approved by, by all of us or is? No, you know, I think the, the PowerPoint would reflect the report. The report okay. does need to be approved. approved by a majority of the commission. And like, you know, like any um, human beings, you want to ask yourself, What's going to make the most impact? You know, I don't know if they're going to limit your time or, but uh, what's going to make, make the most impact? You have a lot of important points in this, in this report. Um, I had a point I wanted to cover, and I don't know if this is the appropriate time, but sometime before we get through it, the um, I had offered my own edits to that, and I'm happy with what you've come with the edits that have come in from Commissioner Tuzan Boyd. Uh, the only thing that it, I would like us to consider when we're doing it is to add some language about that it's not equitable. Because probably you could go over and make the argument, well, it's accessible, so it meets AD, but it's not, it's not an equitable situation. And... Um, yeah, I, I, I certainly feel that the presentation is as important as the report itself. I think, you know, you know, it's hard to, um, to, we can say making these meetings not accessible was not a good idea in our, in our opinion when it happened, right? But getting up there and saying why that's not a, barriers to transportation is the biggest thing for people with disabilities. You have, you know, without without passion and, and and presentation mode, that message is going to be far better than a paragraph written on this, and it needs to support it. That's why um, I really want to make sure we've got our content down and our pres presentation down um, to do that. I, for one, are confident. You know, we're as as a voting member that I'm willing to approve this um, looking for a volunteer 
to um, put the final PowerPoint, but as far as the content goes, I think we've got it. I think, I think um, you know, again, I'm not sure how, if they're going to limit our time. I don't know that. And I really want to make sure those points are hammered home verbally in a presentation mode that supports the document. That was, that's where I'm coming from. That's if I can make a suggestion on the presentation, I, and I don't know if Active Transportation did this, but I would start with, uh, with Jesse, just introducing it and then turning it over to the commission. Because as you say, I mean, you, your voices are the ones that really add the emotion and the empathy and the, and the importance to some of these things. Yeah, ACT, their chair, uh, present, did yeah, I think present. they started with staff and then yeah. turned it over to the, to the chair. Um, so a couple of <coughs> follow-ups on uh, my suggested edits under the ADA drop-off language. Uh, Commissioner Mercer and my fellow commissioners would um, a revision that reads establish a reasonable and equitable ADA drop-off and pickup location for Golden One. Would that okay? Um, and then to uh, Commissioner. Crespin's um, recommendation. I just wanted to like us to maybe go through all these uh, points and make sure that there is a, a, a time frame. And so, uh, do we have, I mean, I say there needs to be an immediate temporary solution for the ADA, for example. Um, the training, and I don't know uh, about the race and gender equity plan. I'm not sure that there really needs to be a time element to that. That's more of a policy thing. We're asking them to update their policy to include disabilities. Um, we could add as soon as possible to all of these and they would all have uh, some sort of a time element. Um, or if we want to be more specific, I mean, I think that perhaps something more immediate around meeting access and Zoom might need to be added to the language. I, I certainly agree that urgency, 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 urgency. I know that we can't require them to do anything, no, right? No, it's a recommendation. So, so putting dates on things is, is okay, but it doesn't. Uh, but hey, do it now. Uh, you know, I, this meeting thing gets me gets me going. Uh, the next <laughs> meeting needs to be it needs to be the next meeting, and, not right. sometime in the future. Um, and for the commissioners who were not on the DAC when the correspondence went to city council about meaning accessibility, the city clerk's response um, in part included the implementation of Zoom as a solution to accessibility that would continue in perpetuity after meetings in person resumed. And as we know, it did for a minute and then it didn't. And that was in writing to us from the clerk's office. So um, I, that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to have that communication between the DAC and the clerk's office be included as part of this report because it specifically references that as access and that it would continue and it does not currently exist. I know that behind closed doors, the plan is to resume it um, quietly, but we also know that um, Zoom is not 100% ADA, but it is also something, so. Commissioner Crespin, you have a comment. 
Yes, thank you, Chair, um, and thank you, Commissioner Toussaint Boyd, for your comments. Um, just for the public, I wanted um, just transparency and disclosure when I'm looking at my phone and pulling up digital versions of this, so there's there's no question. Um, I wanted, I have a couple of really small recommendations and then some comments. So if we do put forward photos, and I think that's our plan, I would recommend a timestamp. I think that's really helpful. Uh, there may be a couple of people that, that are very skeptical or concerned and, oh, this was probably five years ago, so we, we can quash those, those questions right away. I also noticed at the very bottom of the screen over here, it says invite the disabilities, so the bullet that starts with invite, disabilities advisory committee, if we could change that to commission. And um, also I just wanted to echo Commissioner Tucson Boyd, um, really the discussion about being time bound. It's not necessarily a matter of um, trying to change what our what our commission is doing or uh, expand beyond the scope, but I think putting, putting more structure into what we're asking for is helpful. I think it's helpful to all involved. It's not trying to drop a hammer. It's saying these are our priorities, so you can sort and filter by near-term deadlines. Um, it's also a way to collect data. It's a way to demonstrate um, evidence of progress. It's also a way to have robust discussions about things we really need to be focused on if we're not making target deadlines, even if they're not enforceable. I think it really, when you start talking about not meeting a goal, you start talking about barriers, and, and that's really important for our commission, for everybody, but you know, in all aspects and walks of life, but especially for our commissioner, or our commission, talking about barriers I think is something that we do a lot. So I would, I would definitely support that. Uh, and like Commissioner Tucson Boyd said, maybe not every single one of our, our um, recommendations, but the ones that, that are higher priority or that we do envision some sort of structure and time around, it certainly wouldn't hurt to communicate that. So thank you. Thank you. I, I don't disagree with you on that one. So thank you. Um, I did have one more question for you, Commissioner Crespin, on your comment about one matter in each of the powers and duties on an annual basis. So you mean in the powers and duties of the commission? Yes, and that is actually in, we can cross-reference it in the annual report. Um, it, the annual report starts out with the powers and duties, um, starts with the purpose of the Sacramento Disability Advisory Commission, and then it goes into the power and duties, and there are five of them. And so, um, you know, again, my time is, is limited on the commission so far, but I have not seen matters that spread across each of these duties. Maybe it's just the timing that we just have a lot of um, physical improvements in the city, but it, it would be great to, you know, rather than just kind of have this on a piece of paper and then passively receive whatever is put in front of us that we talk about, even if it's just, you know, maybe it's during the, follow-up log, just a brief touch on, okay, again, the data collection. Are we hearing matters in all five of these? Because if we're not, we're, we've not been given the opportunity to fully realize our powers and duties and serve the city of Sacramento. So I'm looking for ways to articulate how can we pull in a variety of matters in front of the commission. I've heard my fellow commissioners over the meetings that I've had the privilege to attend that 
Um, well, we didn't hear about that, and we didn't hear about that. And so my answer to how can we hear more a variety um, of different matters that are happening in the city could be the, the bullet that I added. But I am open to editing or feedback on how to articulate that. So again, we can't, um, can't enforce that, but it's, uh, it's a desire of the commission to serve on, on all duties that we're being asked to serve. That makes sense. I do have a question to the newer commissioners. Were, as you came aboard recently, was there an onboarding process for you setting what your roles and responsibilities and expectations were to join this commission? I don't know if there's... A lot of it was very generalized to um, conflicts of interest, ethics yeah, we, issues, um, how to get the stipend, that sort of thing. But it was not about our specific commission. And I think that's kind of where there was probably some lacking um, and could use more. Yeah, so that kind of supports you. You know, we, we need to know why we're here and what we're, what we're, what we're doing here. I, I hope. I, thank yes, you. And, and if I may add one more thing, Chair, then we can collect data. So if there's some way that we can say, well, you know, six months into the next year, we've heard multiple matters on item A, but we haven't seen anything on the others. And so again, it's just opening a discussion of, well, why not? Is that because there weren't any in the city or are there departments that don't really understand our role, they don't know we're here, or how to even get something in front of us so that we can continue to build uh, momentum and, and what we're trying to do here. Uh, you know, our, one of our goals here is once we start the new year, we start working on our report already. We don't come in two years later and say, oh, we better do a report for the past two years. So that kind of stuff would be in our report as we build it. Um, Commissioner Tuzon Boyd, do you have another comment? So I think I have a solution that um, the ADA coordinator position um, served at one point to ensure that more of those, that variety did come to the DAC. I don't think it always did um, in doing my research for this report. Um, I was sharing with council that the DAC was previously uh, staffed by the Office of Civil Rights and then uh, the ADA coordinator and then another person that worked around um, com um, ADA compliant projects. And so when I look at the description of that position and all that it says, what I envision is a person that is, um, you know, aware of from up here all of the things that the city is working on whether it's um, public works projects community development community engagement because we know that there's a struggle to engage the disability community in a lot of areas um, we're hearing that um, from folks who present to us um, that that person or people could maybe it could be a department one day um, would be well-versed in what's happening and more likely to say, hey, you know, Jesse, that project that you're working on in public works, that really sounds like something that the DAC could give you some meaningful input. Not so much that it's, you know, 
always has to come to everything always has to come to that there might be some programs policies projects new procedures being implemented that um, that uh, the DAC could weigh in on again as recommendations only so perhaps that first bill bullet could be edited to include your recommended bullet um, along the lines of to ensure that the Commission is having opportunities to weigh in in all these five areas A wonderful suggestion. Yeah, yeah I will say, and in, the, in the, I don't know if it came across, but that in the in the in the follow-up log, and the meeting I had with the various departments, um, that was the goal, right? Is I went over the PowerPoint that I presented in November, kind of going over the duties of the DAC, and then I and I gave them. Uh, I said, so let's look at twenty-four. Uh, what items do you have of note? And so it was, it was a good. I thought it was a pretty. For my first meeting, it was a pretty good response from uh, from the various departments. So and I'll continue to do that, right? So can't force them to come, but um, I like community development is planning on coming. I think I'm, I failed to mention that about the parking requirements, uh, and. Um, yeah, so there was a few others in the, and I'll, I'll start noting those in the log and there as we move forward, so. so I think it's in that, in that spirit, right? We um, don't see any further comments from the commission. So then would we um, approve the report as amended? And then do we wanna address which attachments should be included, should I, would that be helpful? Do we want to just include all of them, or should we kind of, can we maybe take a minute and go over the most pertinent ones, or, or should we just include all of them, or is that, is, is that worth talking about? And I can pull those up. Can, can, can we, we do, do like kind attachment? of a, a verbal, uh, like, do you think the letters between the DAC and the clerk's office around meeting accessibility should be included kind of thing? <laughs> Would that be okay? Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm posing the question to my fellow commissioners. I'll go, since most of these attachments are mine, I'll go through them all if that's okay. So there's the, yeah, the, there's three meeting, three letters. Um, I believe. Okay. And I also included a letter that the DAC wrote uh, supporting inclusive housing um, projects. I don't know um, because most of the people sitting here, I think Alan's the only other person yeah. who was on the commission when we, when we did that. That was just an example of something beyond hearing things here we did as a group write a letter in, um, in response to the, the housing, <clears throat> the city's housing plan to inclu support inclusive housing. Um, so I think those letters are pretty important 
piece of context. Um, and need need to be available. That's something that probably doesn't need to have like a caption on it, but should be brought up in the presentation, just referred to in the presentation. But the letters, I think, should be there so that they can see, yeah, there was an attempt made to go over and try and get this resolved, and that's why it's still sitting out here as an issue. One of the attachments is the um, the DOR uh, actual report, the Department of Rehabilitation report that they made on meeting accessibility um, that was included in one of the letters that we sent to council. Does everybody feel like that should About also this, be? Um, is there any documents that anybody's seen that thinks should not be included? Okay. <laughs> That'd be better. Is it this one? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I support all documents being submitted as attachments. I've read them all. Okay. Chair, I have one of the documents that I do have a question on, but I don't want to interrupt. Commissioner. No, please. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that the um, self-description for inclusive meetings is included in that folder. So I sent that to you, um, to city staff, asking to distribute to commissioners because um, when I... I I'm practicing introducing myself in a way that's inclusive. I saw this demonstrated at a Disability Rights California meeting and I asked for more information. I was given this information, but I, I don't know who owns the rights to this. And so my intention for including that wasn't to put it in our report. It's not work that we've done as a commission. It was to share it with the commission. So if I would say if staff could remove the self-description for inclusive meetings and just share it amongst ourselves and then perhaps that's a goal that we can, as more of us, if there's interested people who would like to introduce themselves this way, then we can address this next year. Okay. More formally. Okay. I had included as an example to support the recommendation that the city leaders go through that training themselves. Is there is a material with the training that we could offer up? Does the city have training material that um, is possible for them to use? Well, they prob probably, we just don't have to attach that, but that's why I think I also suggested that be attached. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't know who owns the rights to this and I had, hadn't done that research anticipating that we would actually be um, setting it forth so They'll remove the self-description um, which one is city that council if that's the one that says self-description <laughs> it's entitled self-description inclusive I'm happy meaning. to show it and include it what my concern is that i do not want to um oh. misconstrue that this is something that the commission produced mm -hmm. this is something we've, we've collected and we're interested in and we we'd like to um, pursue that interest further and it sounds like Commissioner Tucson Boyd would like the City Council to see it and th this is a, a resource that I got from Disability Rights California they also didn't produce it and frankly I don't I don't know who did um, there's a lot of uh, United Kingdom um, references <coughs> and links so I don't know um, uh, City um, Council do you have any possibly that's something we could bring up in our fall meeting with the, the, the uh, group
group of diversity, equity, and inclusion, the HR presentation. We could offer this as a sample, possibly. It's a ways out. But that would be an example. We should, have, we should try and get more, too, for that meeting. Because they're asking us, where can they post jobs? Where can they do this? You know, we can find ways to um, help them with their inclusivity training. So, okay, and then right. one last um, one last recommendation. I did notice that the physical license plate numbers are visible um, on these uh, vehicles, and I would just move to blur those out. Um, because our focus is not on that particular individual on that day. Our focus is on um, a systemic, um, a systemic, I, I don't know, I've commissioned to something. Yeah, it really. sounds like, too, that valets are doing that, and I've run across that situation where I took a picture of somebody parked over in a handicapped spot, and it turned out a valet had done it. And I I, there's no that. sense shaming the owner of the car. They didn't <laughs> know that was happening. Yeah, and we're we're not we're not going after the owner of the car. What we're saying is we want um, acknowledgement and enforcement more formally than what is happening, so that we can we can end not just that issue, but I'm sure there's others around town. If this is how we enforce around the city, then I'm sure there's other examples. But that's that's a really important one that needs to be highlighted. I just don't think we need to have the physical license plate number there. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, good points. So, moving on. Comments done. Uh, uh, I think I would entertain a, a motion to accept the report content with the document mentioned removed, with the license plates blurred, and everything else to go if we're okay approving the content to be put into a PowerPoint for presentation. Any, any ambiguity on my suggested motion here? Are we adding the word equity over into uh, two's on board? As, as amended, I think that was... Okay, good. entertaining a motion, so somebody's got to say all that okay. stuff. He would like to entertain a motion, correct? Yes. And I, can you, I'm sorry, can you restate the motion just so I understand? Oh. Okay. Yeah, so, so the motion would be is that we accept this report's content, knowing it's going to be put into a PowerPoint for future presentation, knowing that we've, just, we've agreed to remove the one document that Commissioner Crespin mentioned to blur the license plates of the photos in the and adding the word equitable and um, captioning the photos um, to be confidential. No, that's okay. So, any other caveats we want to put on this motion? So do we understand all the aspects of the motion? I will make the motion if anybody, if that's clear to everybody. So. Yeah, 
Oh, the timing. Do you want to go through and add the, ti the timing aspect of it? Um, yes. Um, I would. Yeah. As long as that timing is immediate. Yeah. <laughs> or, or pretty close to it, right? I don't want to give them six months to get back to meetings. Well, it's not, it's not like I could give them that. I would... My recommendation is to do it immediately. So, uh, do we have the the date for the next meeting? Should we just pick that one? No later than January twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. So, you know, it's 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 all public meetings, right? It's not our meeting, right? So let's pick February of twenty twenty four, and it's all meetings. Okay. Would be our recommendation. Yeah, that's right. Don't worry. So that would be under the insurer, that would be included under insurer, all public meetings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Reinstate. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Jesse, the one thing I would say in your folder, you have like the notes that you received from all of us, not just the recommended attachments. So there's some documents in your folder that are not. There were? Yeah, so there's the edits from us and oh, right, right. other things that people have submitted. So just to be aware of that. Right. So, <clears throat> so the, uh, but the PDF documents, okay, except for the ones where there are edits on the, the report itself, which we just went over. Yeah, okay. And then, but the images would be attachments to the report and the letters that have been submitted would be um, in the attachments to the report and maybe some of the references like the salary schedule and the uh, description of the position okay so well the, yeah the self description is eliminated but the um the job description okay for the ada coordinator i can include all that as an attachment right and I didn't quite catch where that was. So then, but you would also motion you prepare a PowerPoint? So, yes, so the report is the report with the attachments, but we're going to present it in a PowerPoint okay. format for purposes of presentation only. The PowerPoint is not the report. Jacob Redbird from the Office of the City Clerk. That's assumed. The report is the, the formatted document um, and, a power, and a presentation that can or it doesn't have to include a PowerPoint, but can include a PowerPoint, can be made at the PNPE committee. So I do not believe that needs to be a part of the uh, motion here. All right. Do I need to restate the motion? I, I second that motion. <laughs> or uh, Office of the City Clerk, can you please restate that motion? The, yes. Make it as clear as possible. The motion is to accept the report with caveats of document removal, photo modifications, language additions, that's it. Excellent. 
So I have a motion by Chair McMillan and a second by Commissioner Tuzon Boyd. I'll now, if commissioners could please unmute their microphones. Commissioner Tuzon Boyd? Aye. Commissioner Lim? Aye. Commissioner Mercer? Aye. Commissioner Kramer is absent. Commissioner Chand? Aye. Commissioner Crespin? Aye. Commissioner, or Vice Chair Crowley is absent. And Chair McMillan? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Do I have to ask for public comment on this matter? Oh, yes. Uh, we had no speaker slips on that, on this item. Thank you all. This has been um, very important and uh, very, very time-consuming, but we've got our process for next time. Um, that's the agenda items, and we're going to open up. Um, oh, I did member comment. I did public comments. So I'm good there. Um, open items that I'm going to bring up. Um, before I forget, um, I just want to acknowledge um, our friend Jerry Hicks, who, is, who has been um, just a great resource for this group and a great supporter of this group. This is his last meeting with us. And um, got to meet Jerry, I think, probably online first and then in person finally. But, um, Jerry, we appreciate you and uh, your wisdom and your humor will be missed. Thank you so much for your support. Um, the second thing that I wanted to bring up, and you can all bring up things too, is um, the calendar for 2024 is, is published. I do want you to understand that the meetings are now at 5.30. Has anybody noticed that? So... Yeah, so I don't know why, but they've been moved to 5.30. Who recently approved it? Because it wasn't us. Uh, Jacob Redberg, Office of the City Clerk. Uh, the Office of the City Clerk developed the calendars, and calendars were approved by uh, uh, City Council on the at the November 14th. Uh, meeting of this year and so no feedback or notification to a commission that has met for several years at six o'clock uh, our office has uh, has uh, made morning afternoon and evening meetings uniform uh, morning meetings uh, meetings typically scheduled in the morning uh, will all begin at 10 a.m. afternoon meetings are 1 p.m. and then evening meetings uniformly across the board are now 5.30. So I appreciate your information, but what I don't appreciate is not being informed prior to going to, to council and just seeing this for the first time. I mean, you know, we have people that work. We, If we don't have accessible meetings, we have people that use paratransit that have a, a window of 30 or more minutes and this pushes into commute time. So, I mean, I think input would have been valuable and certainly, I, again, the past practice has been that the 
individual commissions do approve their meeting calendar. I know it's more perfunctory under consent, but that's, that would have been an opportunity to share that information. And that has been the practice in the past, so it just seems odd that we have skipped a step of engagement with your uh, community volunteers. So, yeah. Um, I don't know that we can do anything about that other than express that concern at this time. The meeting calendar has been set and published to us. Um, I did also want to bring up on the calendar, I, I didn't notice the October 30th date, but I do know that January there's early, early, um, you know, the, the first week of January is, is closed down. Um, so we have a, Jan a meeting January 24th and followed up by February the 7th. Um, based on the guidelines of notifications and agenda setting, um, it might be wise to um, cancel one of those meetings. Um, I think we've got enough agenda items on the on the uh, follow-up log planned that um, one of these meetings may double up if we cancel one of these meetings. Is I would like to discuss any thoughts or feelings on that. My recommendation is if we're going to cancel one meeting, it would be the January meeting to get back to the first Wednesday of the month, beginning February. Um, so my question is, we've always met the first week in January, and what's different this January? Well, I do know last year we had a meeting two weeks apart, and we did them both, and I do recall the year before we canceled one, so. I think we canceled one in the summer because of the summer break, maybe. I don't think the first week of January is available looking at the calendar, right? But you could move it to the second or third week or we're not able to change it at all. I, I don't think we can move these oh, dates. Okay. i just going, we, we've got a meeting on the 24th. Should we follow up with the meeting <clears throat> on the 7th? Which is well, this calendar's already been approved by council, so I would say we wait. We put a pause on canceling anything unless until well, such time as there's no agenda items, I guess. I thought that we, as a commission, could decide to cancel a meeting. The, the, do, does, does anybody know that? It'd have to be on the agenda, wouldn't it? Yeah, we could make a motion, right? Okay. Uh, Commissioner Crespin, you have a comment? Yeah. Okay. Jason, did you have a comment? Yeah, I was thinking if, yeah, because they're so close. If we could just pick one, um, and then we can double up those. I know the police are planning to present on the February meeting, and so we might have the age-friendly action plan and the police presentation both on the February. If we do, if we, I don't want to cancel the February one because the police are already planning on coming on that one. Uh, the items on the January one are more flexible. Well, I, I think the way I'm reading the concern raised here is that uh, we have no say in the meeting schedule. How can we have the power to cancel one? Oh, I think, well, by not having a quorum, I think would be it, right? 
that would be one way. Uh, Commissioner Mercer. Yeah. Um, can I get some clarity too about because looking at looking at how the annual report presentation has been going over with active transportation, it's after they went to PPE, it looks like it, it went back to the commission. And so I'm wondering if that is something that could be happening to us as well, that they did some, they were doing some edits over, and they were handling like two years worth of reports at the same meeting, which was kind of intriguing. Um, I'm not sure if it went back, but the, uh, the Personnel and Public Employees Committee um, does have the authority to um, uh, basically send the report back to you to make further edits, be clearer on certain things um, uh, before, uh, and, and then come back to them before they approve to uh, bring that to City Council. Um, all I know is that they were do, having discussions about the report as it had already existed and been presented in draft form. So when it, now that we've got this approved, when's it going to PPE, just out of curiosity? Um, so we, we, we stated um, January the 9th is the next meeting, but that doesn't mean we're on the agenda yet. Okay, so maybe January 9th. Um, I can't give you a yes or no at this time, uh, but um, now that it's approved, um, send a request to our office and we'll see um, how the agenda is shaping up for that date. Okay. And if it didn't go on that date, would it be like a month later or two weeks later? Do they meet? Uh, they meet monthly. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, I don't have the February meeting date, uh, but this coming year they are meeting more often. Um, so. Um, and I believe it's monthly, excluding July. I'd like to ask a favor of city staff um, for members of the public who will play back this feed because we don't have anybody live. Um, can you please describe what is PPE and why we are talking about that? What's their role and function, please? Thank you. The uh, Personnel and Public Employees Committee, or the P and PE, uh, is a uh, standing committee of the City Council. Uh, they oversee uh, boards and commissions, um, ensure they are following their work plan, um, and additionally, um, they review applicants for boards and commissions, um, conduct uh, interviews in council chambers, um, at public meetings uh, to um, you know, review these applicants, and they also nominate applicants to the um, city council for approval to uh, place on boards and commissions. Thank you very much. Okay, um, before we get back to the calendar meeting, the calendar discussion, is there any more discussion on the report and the PPE? Okay. So. I'd like to go back to the discussion on the calendar. Is that what you want to talk about, Commissioner Boyd? So I would just remind the chair that typically we are awarding Tim Haley Awards at our January meeting. We have yet to have that item on our agenda. We did award those um, recognitions in March of this year because we wanted to 
capitalize on the FERT being the first in-person meeting. So I would just say that perhaps belay the idea of canceling a meeting when we haven't had that before us discussed or approved. Might be a short meeting, yeah. but um, that is something that's that we typically are done with in January, yeah, and we I'm haven't even started yet. You know, bring that up is one of the items. So again, back to this calendar, I get that note. Um, my concern here is that um, if you look at this document that's got the the cycle of meeting preparation, the preparation for the February 7th meeting begins before we even have the 24th meeting. So it seems like um, we're, we start preparing for a meeting and we have a meeting in between the meetings. So I'm just thinking, is that a good use of time? Um, I, don't, I don't mind meeting twice. Um, I, I'm trying to follow the, the guidelines here that noon Monday, review approval in whatever this is, is 16 days due, so. Uh, the, the Jacob Redberg, Office of the City Clerk. That's more of an internal um, document of, of, of how the uh, approval of items should be moving along. It's um, uh, more useful for staff uh, than. Yeah. yeah, and I'm being respectful of staff of having to prepare for these meetings. Are they, are they gonna have? Are we going to have a meeting to prepare for? Um, so your um, uh, creating authority uh, requires that 12 meetings be uh, done in a calendar per year. Um, so working around that with uh, uh, availability of chambers um, and uh, as well as um, you know the summer and winter recess, uh, sometimes we had to, or um, in that instance, we had to put a meeting a couple weeks apart. Uh, you'll remember last summer there was a meeting at the end of July as well as the first week of August, um, and in that instance, it was canceled. Uh, however, um, you know, if there's business to be heard um, at that meeting and you have business that can fit in those two meetings, no matter how far apart, um, um, you know, you you can uh, have. Uh, hold both meetings there. Okay, so I'm not hearing any objection to having two meetings, I'm not gonna. No, and it sounds like um, city staff is saying that they'll support the agendized process, <laughs> agenda process to conform with meeting 12 times in a year. And then I do believe there's some wiggle room too that you can set an agenda and maybe um, have amendments to an agenda if, if necessary, as long as it meets the Brown Act requirements. The city council, for example, had a agenda amendment prior to their meeting this week, <clears throat> so. Thank you for that discussion. Nothing more on that one. The third thing was, is the Tim Haley Awards. Um, I did want to bring it up here and hopefully ask my fellow commissioners to have their nominations in for into Jesse so we can have them for discussion at the very next meeting. 
So Jesse, knowing the meeting's on the 27th or 24th of January, could you give us a date at which you would like to have those nominations to you so that we can have them discussed at our next meeting? While you, yeah. Yes. Okay, so for the January 24th meeting, I need all the nominations. Um, let's see. I can't give you my due date. <laughs> okay. So if I can have all of your nominations by January 3rd, and I would say probably with the narrative for why, right? Because then, um, then I can put those in a report for the uh, January 24th meeting. So if I can have them by the 3rd, then I can have the report ready so it can start its routing um, for the 24th meeting. That's the ask, and I apologize for that being so close. I should have um, had this on the last agenda, but um, I didn't. Um, Chair, another favor. Can you describe, again, for the public so everybody's in on what we're doing, can you describe yes. the award? The Tim Haley Awards uh, is an award that we've, we created in memory of uh, Tim Haley, who was a longtime commissioner on this and a strong advocate for disability rights in our city. And what this is is the, um, the commission here get to nominate someone in our community who have um, gone over and above. I can get the formal rules out um, working in, for, on the benefit of people with disabilities. Now, the candidates have to be a resident of the city of Sacramento. They can't be a past winner. And there's certain stipulations about whether they can be city employees or contractors of the city. Um, if I can get that language to you, I'll get it out right away so you can look at this. And so we're looking in our, in our community, in our context, to throw a name or two forward with a narrative of why you think that person is deserving of this recognition. It's a fun event for this commission. We, we do it. So, anything to add to that? No, I would say um, watch the March meeting if you have an opportunity. Give you some ideas, um, and our, perhaps we could provide a list of past recipients as well. Because uh, as the folks on this dais know, the disability community is not a big one. Um, and we have recognized quite a few people um, over the last two years. It'll be our third year, so. And also a, a question, again, kind of thinking through if somebody watches this recording and thinks of somebody that this commission didn't, can the public participate? Or how does the public participate? Could they reach out to their related district commissioner? Could, I mean, how do we include the public in the process? Um, personally, I don't see why not. Um, I, I don't know if the rules specifically stipulate that we have to nominate them. I don't think so, but um, 
I think I'm not sure if, if our information is publicly available to the public. I know my name's on the, my, my phone number's on the minutes there, but um, um, certainly well, can contact me or any one of us to do that. Thank you. So yeah, let's, uh, let's put that out there that if there is a member of the public who would like to nominate someone in the city of Sacramento, resident of the city of Sacramento, or you are an advocate in the city of Sacramento and you'd like to nominate yourself, um, you can send, can, Jesse, can I put you on the spot? I think you're, yeah. So I'll let Jesse give his email address, but we would love to hear from you. So Jesse, do you mind stating your email address? Yeah, so you can email me at jgothan at cityofsacramento.org, J-G-O-T-H-A-N at cityofsacramento.org. Thank you. Thank you. Um, commissioners, um, open, open for your comments and uh, questions or shareables. Commissioner Crespin, you're up first. Thank you, Chair. I want to um, wish the City of Sacramento and all the holidays that are going to be celebrated in this season a warm and joyous holiday season. Um, I had a few announcements that I wanted to share. Um, we have the State Council for Developmental Disabilities, the Sacramento Regional Advisory Committee, is meeting on Tuesday, December 12th, and Zoom is available. I would like to invite anyone who can make it to please attend. Our agenda is posted and it, it does include a discussion on the purpose of what we call the SACRAC. So that's the Sacramento Regional Advisory Committee. So we'd love to, to have you there. Also the City Leisure Program is hosting some holiday events. There is one on December 15th in the evening for holiday lights and hot cocoa. This is for teens with disabilities ages 13 to 22, and it's in the Fab 40s. So please look at the city website to find that. Also, Access Leisure is doing holiday concert. Um, come dressed in your favorite festive holiday attire. We're gonna share snacks and listen to some amazing holiday music by the K Street Orchestra. So this is uh, welcoming all family and friends from Access Leisure. Again, that is a, a city program. This is for all ages. And this one is December 16th from 1 to 2.30 p.m. at the North Natomas Aquatic Center. Uh, the Sorry, I should be clear. The teen night out was the first one with holiday lights and cocoa. That is free. And the holiday concert uh, has a registration link. That one is $8. The Alta Regional, um, Alta California Regional Center is hosting its annual Santa Day. That's coming up this Friday, December 8th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Come celebrate different cultures. So there'll be more than Santa, it looks like, and holiday traditions. Take photos with Mr. and Mrs. Claus and enjoy the festivities. So um, ACRC, Alta Regional, Alta California Regional Center is located on Harvard Street in Sacramento. There is um, a 
town hall coming up to discuss the self-determination program. And this is with the State Council for Developmental Disabilities. This is December 18th from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. So if you are in the self-determination program or you're not and just curious to know more about what that is, um, there is a town hall and there's a Zoom link and there's gonna be ASL and Spanish interpretation and there'll be lots of conversation. Um, FMSs will be there too, the financial management services. And it uh, looks like they, part of the discussion is gonna be what some of the changes are to improve the FMS process. And then finally, um, the Disability Rights California second annual gala is right around the corner, February 28th. I noticed um, today that the tickets are now on sale. Um, so this is celebrating the art of disability justice. Join one of the nation's largest disability rights organizations for an evening of engaging live performances from members of the disability commu community and the beautiful Sacopolis Library Galleria. Last year was the first one, obviously, with over 300 attendees and um, there's live guests, live entertainment, performing arts, lots of really great information and opportunity to meet people. Um, and then looks like the tickets start at $75 each and then there is an opportunity to buy duo tickets and you get a bit of a break on individual tickets when you buy in a pair. And uh, business attire, very festive and it looks like there'll be party hors d'oeuvres and drinks as part of that and it looks like there'll be valet as well um, and accommodations so again that is February 28th so check out the Disability Rights California website if you're interested and those are my announcements thank you sounds like fun thank you Commissioner Chan thank you um, I just wanted to give everybody an update about our next City of Sacramento revisions to vehicle and vehicle and bicycle parking requirements. It is going to be on January 26th, um, and I will give a report after that meeting. This is the second meeting that we are going to be having. And a quick, I just want to share something that I personally um, experienced. I went on a recent trip to Ireland, and you know their disability sign said, "Not every disability is visible." And I just thought we should really, as in the U.S., should update our um, disability signage. I can't, you know, email it to you guys, but it's 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 not just you know like a mobility sign. It's just, and it says not every disability is visible. So I think that's something that we can maybe discuss in a future meeting and how we can maybe change our signage. Interesting. Commissioner Tuzon Boyd. Thank you, Chair McMillan. Um, I wanted to remind everybody that um, I am working with the Fly Brave Emporium and our Sacramento Police Department Mental Health Unit to host the third annual Cops Coffee and Cookies. It overlaps with one of the events that uh, my fellow commissioner mentioned on Saturday, December 16th. It's 1 to 3 p.m. at the Fly Brave Emporium on Broadway. I really encourage you to come. Um, it's a great opportunity to uh, check out the Fly Brave Emporium, which um, employs individuals um, on the autism spectrum and others with um, invisible disabilities. Um, they learn job training, 
Um, they work uh, sorting the clothing, selling, cash register, Fly Brave. We recognized um, their founders during our first Tim Haley Awards. Also um, has other workshops and activities for our community. And um, again, the mental health unit, which has presented to us in the past, is there. Um, it's just a, really a, a chance for individuals in the disability community to interact and interface with our law enforcement officers in a positive, meaningful way. So in those um, rare occasions or those times when it's um, maybe not fun, they are familiar faces and they're not afraid of them. Um, and I can forward the flyer to Jesse and he can send it on to the rest of the commission um, in case you're interested. Um, I did want to share um, an issue of concern that came up when I was trying to search the city's website for ADA information. Um, as you know, the city of Sacramento um, is going through a website redesign that is occurring in phases. So, uh, for example, the home page of <clears throat> the city website looks new. Um, HR now looks new. Um, Public Works is still on the old platform um, and is um, a work in progress and we have had a presentation on that and I know that there is a plan to you know, keep us updated as that works, that work is being done. However, all of the ADA information was previously under HR. HR has moved to the new site and has decided that they do not want that information on their site and it is not on the Public Works site and therefore it's no longer available online. So there is no longer an Americans with Disabilities Act page. If you uh, do a Wayback Machine search, you can find archived of it. That includes Disability Etiquette Handbook, Notice of Compliance under ADA and California, California State, City of Sacramento Administrative Policy Instructions, City of Sacramento Summary of Self-Evaluation, Notice of the um, Title, is it? Your court, yeah, your that notice, um, the complaint procedure are not available, and um, there's some old links that you can find. I think if you Google, but there's no direct links to them on the new platform, and I believe that might fall under some compliance issues with ADA. So, um, you know, all those the the information that gets you to um, the DAC etc. is no longer available on the city's website. The right-of-way information is still available because that has always been housed under the public works site and linked to um, from the ADA pages. So I know that's not necessarily under your realm, uh, Jesse, but uh, you are, I don't know where public works is on the phase in of, so. So yeah, um, so I have a meeting on Monday with uh, HR staff and the web IT to um, address that specific issue. So, uh, and also on the follow-up blog, I met with IT, they were also at the meeting, I failed to mention it. They will be coming to the commission in June to give a report out on the uh, implementation of the new web page. We, this is our month in public works to get our updates 
implemented and you are uh, correct. It was dropped from HR. It's not showing on the public works site yet. So we are meeting to resolve that. Just want to point out that maybe an ADA coordinator would have identified as a potential issue. <clears throat> Jesse, you're up next, or was that oh, your comment? That was my comment. Uh, Commissioner Chris Bing. Thank you. I'm me again. I wanted to add a couple of things. Um, I wanted to take responsibility for something that I said earlier in this meeting and uh, apologize for it. I used a, um, a common phrase of walks of life, and it, the intention was not to exclude anybody, but the impact could have been that I did. So I just wanted to apologize to the city of Sacramento. What I would like to amend that to instead of walks of life is um, different phases and, and roles in life. And uh, we're, all, we're all a work in progress. So thank you for the opportunity, Chair, to apologize. Um, I also wanted to let my fellow commissioners know that I have five copies of the self-description for inclusive meetings. If you're interested in some guidance on, on how I've been um, experimenting with introducing myself, um, I'm going to leave this here for fellow commissioners. Um, Jesse does have a copy, and so Jesse, if you're willing to send that out, that would, I'd appreciate that. Um, and then finally, I wanted to uh, thank City Council for... Um, just for your work. I didn't realize this was going to be your last meeting, so so thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. That looks like it's for, for comments. Um, once again, I'd like to thank everybody who attended this meeting. Special thanks to city staff, as always, for being here and making this happen. Jerry, we're going to miss you, buddy. Um, and my fellow commissioners, this is um, this is this is a lot of work. Um, you know, you think this is an hour a month. It's not. It's been a lot of work, and I didn't realize that until I sat in this seat. And uh, this, uh, I appreciate all the time and effort going through this. It's difficult to do this when we're not allowed to talk to each other directly. But uh, we're getting there, and I'm looking forward to the the next year and we've got some some um, ground rules covered I, I think and so thank you for that with that I'm going to call this meeting adjourned